It is the year 2522. Somewhere in the Tea Garden system, a large shabby space station serenely traverses the orbital plane, trailing a scattered cloud of escape pod debris and flash-frozen xenomorph corpses. Inside, a human and an Iltorian are settling down on either side of a scrupulously opaque privacy curtain to a pleasant morning meal. Has Friends John consumed a quantity of breakfast that is sufficient to his desires? Other is able to whip up as many pancakes as are necessary. It is only to be asking, dear friend. I'm good, Althar, but Stella might want some when she's up. I'm just going to have another coffee before work, although it's not like I need the caffeine. It's been so slow around here, it probably wouldn't even matter if I slept through my shift. I mean, we haven't had any kind of disaster in like three weeks. That's got to be a fairgrounds record. Indeed! The recent absence of catastrophe is most extraordinary. It is a relief to Althar, but also something of a confusion. Yeah, right. Uh, Calm fairgrounds is just wrong somehow. I've been walking a fine line between relaxed and wary. Give it another week, and I'm sure it'll be a microscopic line between comatose and terrified. Yes, the unusual quiet has been most disquieting to Elvar also. So, Elvar has been making use of this time devoid of lethal interruption to commence a project that Elvar has been planning since the great excitement of last Christmas. Since... Oh, no, this doesn't have anything to do with me and Stella, does it? It has to do with everyone, Fred John! Oh, good. Wait, what? Elvar was inspired by the same events that resulted in Supervisor Ray's becoming Fred John's very special friend, but it is the intention of the project of Elvar to increase the safety of all humans on the fairgrounds! Hey, Johnny, is Elvar? He's behind the privacy curtain. Come on out. Hey, you know you don't need to keep saying that every time you see Stella, right? Like, I already know she's my very special friend. You know it, she knows it. You can just call her Stella. Or, I guess, Supervisor Ray's if you want to keep it formal. But Arthur is so very happy for Friend John that he has found a very special friend. It is a great joy to Arthur, and so he wishes to be mentioning it often. But Arthur will verbally diminish his acknowledgments in the interest of brevity. Improving his brevity is another project to which Althar has been applying himself. I appreciate the support, Althar, and also the brevity. Because I gotta hop in the shower and get out of here. I swear, sometimes I think you just hang out with me because it gets you access to a diplomatic suite with full water services. I'd be offended by that if I didn't have the same thought every time I have to use one of the communal sonic scrubbers. Hey. Just a thought. A brief thought. You try one sometime, and then ask yourself what you'd do to get back into a real hot water shower. She may have a point there. Oh no! Arthur is certain that Supervisor Ray's does not feign enjoyment of Friend John's company for access to the cleansing waters. Yeah, I know that, Althar. We were only joking. Ah, comprehension. The use of feigned hostility in the human joking has been a persistent obstacle to Althar's understanding. These jokings are frequently absent to Althar. What? Oh, uh, lost on you, Althar. The joke's lost on you. Yes. But Althar was being foolish. It would be 
most implausible for Supervisor Reyes to be making a performance of false affection, particularly in light of the vigorous vibrations of mutual enjoyment that are frequently emanating from the bedroom of Fred John when Supervisor Reyes is making the overnight visit. That would be an elaborate deception indeed! <laughs> the vigorous... uh, Althar? Okay, I really don't want to know, but I guess now I have to. Can you hear Stella and I having a vigorousness? Oh no, Ferentidon! The walls and door hatches of Sweet Sea are soundproofed to the most exacting ICSB standards for diplomatic quartering. There is no chance of noise being carried through them. Okay, good. So, uh, what vibrations are you talking about? And feel free to make your explanation as perfunctory as possible. Just the bare minimum of information necessary to keep this conversation from haunting my nightmares for the next month would be great. Ah! Another opportunity for Alpha to be practicing his brevity! Hmm. Alpha has not been hearing friend John Saxons with his auricular organ, but the sensei on Alpha's flexitors are able to perceive infinitesimal vibrations, such as are carried to the floors when they are buffeted by a large object. Such as the bed of Fred John. Oh. Ah. Okay. Uh. I guess Stella and I will try to keep it down? Hmm. Motion downward would most likely increase the impressions made on Alva's flexitors as it is through the floor that the vibrations are traveling. No, I meant we could. Well, actually, maybe keeping it up is the answer. Or, <laughs> well, I guess that's the problem, isn't it? Uh, never mind, you wouldn't get that anyway. But, uh... Is it a joke about the hydraulic action of the human penis? Uh, yeah. Sorry. There is no need for apology, friend John. Arthur is always anxious to increase his knowledge of both the human sexing and the jokings. Understanding of the humor is often the first step to true understanding of a people. It is not for nothing that Alvar pursued the full jocularity studies course at the Umbustrous Institute for Acquisition of Intersubjective Expertise. Okay then, happy to help. But anyway, what I was going to say was I could get some cheap anti-grav units that could keep the bed up, like hovering an inch off the floor. No floor contact, no vibrations, right? Alvar believes you are correct. Although Alvar is not grasping his perception of the vibrations of French John and Supervisor Reyes should be a problem. This is a very clever solving of it, nonetheless. It's just one of those human things, Althar. We don't like people knowing the details of what we do in bed. Or, well, I guess that's not always true. Some humans are super into that, but, uh... Why is it the more I try to explain human sex to you, the less I feel like I understand it myself? Althar is not certain, but he is very much appreciating the effort. I know you are, Althar. Okay, so, I'll try to pick up some anti-grav units as soon as I get a chance. But until then, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't mention those, uh, vibrations around Stella. Ah, hey! Wow! Already dressed. Yeah, I want to get into sanitation control early, take another look at the duty roster. Hey, Althar, the spread looks great, but I'm just gonna grab something quick and get out of here. Where's the Incendion Raptor sauce? Ah. Yikes. I still don't know how you can just drown a breakfast burrito in that stuff. One drop and I'd be running the length of the fairgrounds with smoke coming out of my ears. Hey, as tasty as Althar's cooking is, thanks Althar. Supervisor Reese is most welcome! 
I need a serious jolt to get my workday going, especially today. Gotta kick some ass up there. Since 96% of the vent biters got blasted into space back at Christmas, everyone's been getting complacent. Hard to keep up discipline when the most menacing thing you're likely to face on your shift is a clogged toilet. Hey, that's the kind of problem you want to have, right? Oh, sure, I'll take it over the shredding your face off kind of problem any day. But the thing is, I'm in command of a group of sanitation workers who are forced to remold themselves into the most fearsome fighting force in all of human space. And it hasn't exactly been easy to re-remold them back into a bunch of actual janitors. I need to keep morale up, reacquaint them with what our jobs were supposed to be in the first place, and still maintain a patrol schedule for those last of the little checkers still scuttling around in the ductwork. Plus, try to prepare for Jones knows what might be coming down the pike. It's basically impossible to predict what kind of weird-ass emergency will be next around here. Yeah. Although, the emergencies have been surprisingly sparse these last few weeks. Altar and I were just saying- Yes! Altar was explaining to Fred John his new project! Since the fairgrounds pods of escape have all been deployed and none have been yet replaced, Altar has concern that there is now inadequate equipment for possible emergencies. Well, there was always inadequate equipment, really, considering the old escape pods all imploded right after launch. We're better off without them. They were kind of the exact opposite of safety equipment. Unsafety equipment? Indeed, Friend John and Supervisor Ray's. And Altar is knowing that there has been difficulty in securing the new equipment of safety from the League of Humans, so Arthur has made use of his discretionary fund to place an order for 40 gross of the space heights with air suitable for human wearing. And Arthur will be installing these in locations throughout the fairgrounds where they may perhaps be needed for safety. Space hats with... Uh, space helmets. Althar, I appreciate your good intentions, but you know the fairgrounds is basically held together with duct tape and prayer, right? There's a reason we avoid making structural changes. It's not just because of the shoestring budget or the ridiculous stylebook regulations. Everything here is connected to everything else in uh, literally the stupidest way possible. Have you talked to anyone at Heck Command about this project of yours? Oh, yes! Althar has sought permission from Commander Toriana herself, and she has told Althar... Yes, sure. Anything, anything you want, Althar, please go ahead. I trust you. Please go and do that somewhere that is not here. Uh, okay. I still think you should be careful about adding new attachment points to the wall panels, though. Hmm. Then perhaps Althar will really rest these space hats with air upon convenient surfaces without making installation of these space hat securement clamps. And this will make a saving of time for Ethel also! Thanking you, friend, John! No problem. Where did you get that many space helmets, anyway? Swizznarps? Yeah, Althar, I don't know about the rest of the galaxy, but when a human business feels the need to start their name with Honest, it's usually the exact opposite. Oh no, Fred John! Swizznarp is not human, but Mixolydian, so he is indeed Honest! He cannot be otherwise! Look, I appreciate your optimism, but there's such a thing as being too trusting. I mean, I know the Deltorians never lie, but there are a lot of shady characters out there. On the contrary, Fred John! Possible for a Newtonian to lie. It is not to do so often, because it is a 
cruel thing to interfere with another being's attempt to comprehend the universe. But we are knowing that sometimes the right lie is appropriate. As when last week, friend John was asking Arthur's opinion of these new hammer pants. But among the Mixolydians, truthfulness is not a thing of culture, but a property of the brain structure. A Mixolydian is physically unable to tell a mistruth under any circumstance. So since Weasnark is certainly to be trusted... You didn't like my hammer pants? Oh, hey, that explains the name of that Mixolydian restaurant we ate at the other night. Rixlon's Acceptable Food. Yeah, that that was right on the money, actually. Speaking of which, thanks again for cooking, Althar. Sorry I couldn't stay long enough for a real breakfast. Three incendian-soaked burritos and an inside-out fruit bowl isn't a real breakfast? Sanitation training, Johnny. We eat what we need before you need us to stop you getting eaten. Even if we're not doing much of that these days. Well, whether you're mowing down a vent full of toothy menaces or swabbing down the maintenance corridor, I still think you're the biggest badass for 50 light years around. (laughs) Thanks, but I don't exactly feel like a badass while I'm doing the swabbing. Honestly, the bravest thing I get up to most days is coming over here and hanging out with an Eltorian. No offense, Althar. No offense is taken by Althar, Supervisor Vase. Althar is aware of the great difficulty in achieving cultural exchange between human and Eltorian. Because of the unpleasant expulsion of digestive fluids caused to humans by the sight of the Eltorian form. But now, after French John, Supervisor Vase is the human that has spent the second greatest amount of time in close proximity to one of Eltor. Your bravery is indeed worthy of praise. And Althar is certain that your swabbing is also... Aw, thanks, Althar. Okay, I really gotta go. Later, Johnny. Well... I still haven't had any work calls yet today, but I'm as stuffed as I'm going to get, so I guess I may as well check in at the office. Maybe I'll swing down to the bridge first, see if they need anything. And Alpha will commence his project of placing these space huts with air and locations of convenience. Uh-huh. Oh, hey, have you seen my phasing pliers? They're not on my belt. No, they are not, friend John. Alpha believes they flew approximately 1.6 meters across the room yesterday evening when French John and Supervisor Reyes entered the suite and began removing each other's clothes with great energy. As French John was throwing Supervisor Reyes' uniform top behind the sofa, the facing flowers were launched out of French John's belt and landed in a corner next to the floor lamp. Ah, uh, yeah. Here they are. Uh, wait a minute. You could tell all of that was happening from inside your room? How sensitive exactly are these thingies of yours? You can't actually, like, feel our clothes coming off, can you? Please say no. Is this the situation in which the white lie is indicated? (sighs) No, I guess not. The horrible, horrible truth, please. Oh, yes, friend John! Last night's vibrations were particularly energetic. The speed of the clothing removal caused a moment of apprehension for Alpha, as he feared French John and Supervisor Reyes were responding to some danger, but the vibrations ultimately indicated otherwise. And Alpha appreciates your bringing the sexing to a speedy conclusion so that he was able to get to sleep at an hour that was within reason. Ah. Oh, but please do not cut short your intended sexings for the comfort of Alpha, French John. Alpha would wish to interfere with his dear friend's enjoyment of the human romance. And Alpha also found the comedy performance of last night to be of great amusement, so enjoyment was had by all. It is not to worry, French John. Comedy performance? When Supervisor Reyes attempted removal of the 
pants of Rendon, while his boots still remained on his feet? What an incongruous and comical situation! The hilarity rendered Alvar prostrate with zygomatic oscillations! <laughs> right, the comedy performance. Yep, that's exactly what we were doing. Glad you liked it. Oh no! Alvar had meant to mention to Supervisor Vase that the hair elastic for which she had been searching had been flung last night under the dresser of friend John. And now she has departed without retrieving it. This omission is most upsetting. You can feel that? Alvar sincerely are most perceptive, friend John. Yikes. Okay, you know what? Don't worry about the elastic. You don't have to mention that to Stella, okay? Seriously. Please don't ever mention it, ever. I'll make sure she gets it back. After I pick up those anti-grav units for the bed. Later, Althar. Gemini Collision Works presents Life with Althar Season 2 Episode 14 The Other Shoe current status of the bridge, Commander, I would assume you are referring to the broken indicator light on the methane atmospheric monitoring board. Damn it, Frawl, yes. Of course that's what I'm referring to. Mm-hmm. Look, there are times when it's incredibly useful that you know what I'm thinking before I can say it, but this is obviously not one of them. Come on! I'm afraid it can't be helped, Mindy. I believe it's now my turn. I perceive... Hello, Commander. Lieutenant Thrall. Hello, Mr. B. What brings you down to the bridge? Is there a problem? Please, let us know if there's anything we can do to make your job easier. Seriously, is there a problem? Anything? Anything at all that would break up the monotony around here? Oh, uh, no. Sorry. Actually, my work queue is totally empty. I just thought I'd stop by to see if there was anything you might need. But I guess you're having a slow day too, huh? Considered from a human perspective, you're correct, John B. To my perception, the bridge is filled with chaotic activity as per usual, but of course only an infinitesimal percentage of that activity is relevant to the concerns of four-dimensional beings such as yourselves. Which means it's of no concern to WSS. So there's obviously nothing for you to do here on the bridge as a technician for WSS. So don't worry, if anything happens, we'll be sure to call you at WSS. The moment that a problem comes up that can only be fixed by WSS. What are you doing? I don't know. At least that stupid jingle gives me something to be annoyed about, which is better than this interminable ennui. Now please get out of here before I say it another half dozen times. And do feel free to call in if you have something interesting to report. And by interesting, I mean anything that might possibly engage my attention for one yada second. Seriously, the bar is so low, it's descended all the way through the deck plating and the exterior bulkhead. The bar has entered free orbit, B. Even the tiniest problem with a wire, a drinks machine, or a window. Please, don't think twice about interrupting my busy schedule of absolutely fuck all. I'm begging you. Got it. Okay, I guess I'll go see if HF has anything for me at the office. The office 
of WSS. <laughs> sorry, sorry, just trying to help. Okay, Frawl, where were we? It was my turn. I perceive with my little sensory apparatus something beginning with E. And can this something be perceived by the human sensory apparatus? Ah, I appear to have once again neglected one of the basic rules of the game. My apologies. I know you know how the game's supposed to work, Frawl. You're really bad at this. The purpose of a game is entertainment, is it not? And I am indeed entertained. Well, that's not saying much. You're entertained by carbonation. Commander, I would be willing to play fair game with you. The physics of bubble formation can be quite diverting. Okay, Stalinbot. Let's go. You start. Ah, I sense with my little lens something beginning with P. It's panel. You always say panel! Yes, I always say panel. Panel is all that I see. Every work cycle, I stare at panel. Maybe if I'm given more interesting job worthy of my highly advanced programming, I say more interesting thing. But no, I am stuck answering stupid docking calls on stupid panels, so I'm very bad at stupid game. Never mind, game over! Oh, what I wouldn't give for a normal, reasonable, solvable problem. No apocalyptic scenarios, just a little bit of a challenge. Like something at around 40% of the usual level of peril around here would be perfect. A minor diplomatic kerfuffle. A non-lethal systems failure. Or some league bureaucrat making a surprise visit. Careful what you wish for, Mindy. And you can stop with that, too. You've been saying that for months now every time I complain. Well, I'll have you know that whatever effect it may have once had is thoroughly worn off. You're just the energy cloud that cried Phase Wolf. We have Phase Wolves now. We just got rid of Windbiters. Oh, Ugh. shut up and stare at your panel. I know the other shoe is going to drop sooner or later. It's the waiting I can't stand. How long has it been since we got one of those vaguely worded communiques from Bigelow on Earth? A month? Two? Ten weeks, sir. Right. And even then it was just... Watch out. They're coming. More soon. That's not actionable! I mean, I get the need for discretion, but when discreet slips over the line into cryptic, you might as well not bother. Quite, sir. And you're one to talk. Touché. And I still haven't heard back from Earth Central about those requisitions for replacement escape pods. I mean, that may be infuriating, but it's not interesting. All I can do is keep sending them status update requests, which for all I know are being delivered straight into the shredder and sit around waiting for them to grace us with a response. You'd think they might at least pretend to care that all our escape pods freaking imploded seconds after launch. I mean, those things were literally the exact opposite of safety equipment. Imperilment equipment? Sure. Why not? <sighs> okay. That's it. I've reached the point. I'm going to do it. You don't mean... Yes. 
I'm going to perform the most mind-meltingly boring task that falls under the purview of the commander of the fairgrounds. I'm frankly as stunned as I can be, sir. You've successfully avoided it for the last six years. And with gusto, Frawl. But now, it has somehow become the only remaining use of my time that is of even the most marginal interest. Yes, I'm going to run a complete Epsilon-level systems diagnostic. Very well, Commander. I'll leave you to your tedium and pursue a task of a similar interest level for myself. What I had spotted in our game was a stray electromagnetic pulse passing through the bridge, whose source I cannot identify. So, I intend to spend the next cycle traversing the length of the fairgrounds, subjecting every micron of the station to the most intense scrutiny of which I am capable, until I find where it is coming from. Please enjoy your combing through hours of inconsequential numeric data output, to whatever extent that is possible. All right then, Stalinbot. I'm going into my ready room to run the diagnostic. I just need you to handle one thing, and of course to let me know if anything even marginally important comes up while I'm in there. I am in charge while you are occupied with system check. What? No! But the intercom in there is broken again. Your chair is closest to my office, and you have the loudest voice around here. So you're in charge of yelling for me. But more importantly, an Epsilon-level diagnostic is going to take each station system offline for a few seconds, which will set off the monitors that are normally supposed to make sure those systems don't go offline because none of the engineers built in an exception for their own testing procedures because of course they didn't. So this whole process will trigger a series of extremely unpleasant klaxons and a whole lot of annoying flashy lights, unless you use the manual overrides to turn off all the screamy screamy and blinky blinky for the next few hours. So that the only annoyance I'll have to tolerate during this diagnostic will be the suffocating drudgery of certifying that every single first line system on the fairgrounds is free of irregularities followed by the auxiliary systems, and then the triple redundancy systems. You get the idea? He's no problem, Commander. I am in charge of no distractions. Sure. Fine. Now I'll be in there with a PCM and a triple espresso, and that's all I want to know about until I come out. You just deal with the alarms, okay? Deal with alarms. I am product of top-of-line software engineering. I can deal and double-deal alarms and warning lights are the easiest deal there is. There! It's not difficult! I turn off all alarms. You want no distractions. Stalin bot will give you no distractions. Hello? HF? You here? Right, John. Like you could hide in this cubbyhole. Guess you actually got a work ticket. 
Oh, wait a minute, there's a note. Hey B, had a minor job sanitizing a water fountain in the Gimmel 8 Hydro Park, and since it's almost end of shift, I'm going to pick up Miss Sophie on the way and bring her along for a walk. Call me when you get in, HF. Okay. Hey, HF, you in the park? Hey, John. Yeah, I'm all done here. Anything new on the slate? Just one thing. Looks like a minor wire short off of auxiliary life support control number four. I'll take care of it. By the time I get there, we'll be officially into my shift anyway. Enjoy your walk with Miss Sophie. I'm sure I will, if I can find her. She's run off the path somewhere I can't even see. She loves to do this to me. Ah, she always comes back. Uh, hey, HF, while I got you, where's the best place on the fairgrounds to get anti-grav attachments for a bed? Whoa, Johnny. Uh, I may run things a little informal around here, but uh, I'm still your boss, all right? That is definitely more than I need or want to know about you and Stella. According to the unprofessional inter-employee contact section of the WSS employee manual. It's not what you think. Well, mostly. Look, I just need to know where to go for a cheap anti-grav unit. They're a common household appliance. Don't make it weird. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure, kid. You want anti-grav attachments for something approximately bed-sized. <laughs> I'd say your best bet would be XZ, Jokir, and Offspring up in Samic 11. Decent prices, friendly service, and, uh, real discreet, if you know what I mean. I don't need them to be dis... Uh, whatever. Are they trustworthy? Run by Mixolydians, you can't get more honest. Always know what you're getting. Okay, good. I don't want anti-grav units that'll burn out after 15 minutes and dump me on the floor. You know, they aren't really anti-grav units. They're just mini-field generators that counteract the fairground's artificial gravity in the immediate area. I know, I know. I'm not just being pedantic here. You gotta be precise when you're dealing with a species utterly devoid of guile. With a Mixolydian, what you ask for is exactly what you get. Right. Well, I'm used to that anyway, living with Althar. You don't want to know what he ordered in from Poppy's one night when I said I could eat a horse. Anyway, I might as well get going on this short. Later, HF. Later, kid. Miss Sophie! Miss Sophie, here, girl! <laughs> good, good. What have you got there, Miss Sophie? What did you do? You put that down right now! Give it up! I... am not... playing... with you, Miss Sophie! This is not your stick! Give it! Give it! Oh, no! No, Miss Sophie! Shame, Miss Sophie! This is not a toy! This was a living plant in the hydroponics park, and you dug it up and killed it! Bad! What if Tanta Mrs. Frondranax was here, and she saw you doing this to one of her relatives? Can you imagine? No need to imagine, ah. HF. I'm right here, and I saw oh. the whole thing. <laughs> oh, hey, Mrs. F. Uh, listen, I'm so sorry about what Miss Sophie did. She knows better than to go digging up the plants in here. I don't know what's gotten into her. Oh, that's all right. You know, I'm not particularly fond of these mammals of the... Canine variety, but I must say that Miss Sophie isn't nearly as rude as some I've encountered. And in fact, this unfortunate distant Earth relation of mine had already upped roots before your little friend ever got near him. So really, Miss Sophie did me a favor by bringing him here. Now I can dispose of his remains properly. Oh. Oh, good. I, I mean, you, you're sure? Why, certainly. With so many plants in the station's hydroponic parks, quite a few of them are dying off all the time of 
perfectly natural causes. It's nothing unusual at all. I'm positive that's exactly what this is. Completely natural causes. Nothing to worry your little skull about. Well, I'm sure glad it wasn't Miss Sophie's fault. Are, are that many plants dying off here, really? That's kind of dangerous, isn't it? I mean, that's where we get most of our oxygen. No, no, dearie. The hydroponic staff does a marvelous job of keeping the population just as it should be. That's why you never see any gaps. They're wonderfully dedicated workers, you know. Very talented. And full of appreciation for plant life. I guess. Uh, you never seem to see any of them around. Oh, they're... around. They like to stay in the background, you know. Almost invisible. They think everyone's attention should be on the foliage. <laughs> they're very devoted to us. To plants in general, I mean. Anyway, uh, you just leave the corpse of my fallen relation here to me, and I'll dispose of it in the proper, respectful way. The plant way. No need for you to involve yourself further. You do go on and enjoy this lovely day. I still feel kind of bad about Miss Sophie dragging him out here. Are you sure I can't help? Oh, no, no, no. Our removal rituals are very private. Very, very private. And time-consuming. Frankly, anyone non-herbaceous would find them terribly dull. You just go on and have fun with your little fur-bearing quadruped, and I'll take care of the solemnities. Off you go! Okay, then, Mrs. F. Thanks again. See you around. Alright, my silly little earth cousin. Let's make sure you're properly eradicated, shall we? Where is the nearest garbage chute? And when I get back, I'm going to have to give someone another lesson in covert disposal techniques. Careless, careless, careless. <sighs> this bites! What's nibbling on you, Chip? Are your eye membranes molting again? Look at this place. What's nibbling on me is it's dead in here. What? We're doing okay business. Pretty typical mid-cycle crowd. Yeah, but it's so quiet. I want buzz, damn it. Where's the excitement? Where's the commotion? Where's the hubbub? The hullabaloo? The, the hoopla? I don't know, boss. The egg's usual kind of excitement involves a lot of breakage. Maybe we could use a few hoopla free cycles once in a while. D! What the hell was that last set? Could you have been any more low-key? Read the room, Chip. This is not a rock and roll crowd. I am a professional, and I adjust my set list to fit my audience and their needs. An hour of traditional Frismerlite funeral ballads is not what anyone needs, including the Frismerlites. Wow, you have got to repose your gears once in a while, or you are going to give yourself the habdab something ferocious. What? You haven't been getting into stops as PVE stash, have you? You're sounding pretty spread out. Okay, first of all, you know what Stops would do to anyone who touched his stash. And secondly, in case you hadn't noticed, I'm a human, and all I'd get out of the stuff is a good source of protein. What's your damage? What isn't my damage? Look at these people! Just sitting there. Eating. Drinking. 
Making polite conversation. I can't stand it. Seriously, Chip, you need to take a minute and just foob out, all right? This is the opposite of a problem. You've got plenty of customers. No one's on strike. Nothing's imploding. You should be happy. You've been skating on the edge so damn long, you've forgotten how to get centered. I can't do it, Dee. I need something to happen. Something. Anything. Anything but that. Don't mind me, Mr. Frankel. I'll be out of your hair in a moment. I'm just going to have a quick look at a few things. No need for concern. Hey, Fra. Hello, Dee. Might I say that Frismer light set was just captivating. I was particularly fond of Oh, let not our desolation be ended until the barren mountains are consumed by the implacable seas of despair. You so rarely hear that one these days. Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah, I've been getting really into the Frismer lights lately. Been scrounging up a lot of those old monofilament recordings. They've got this really raw feel to them, you know? Quite. Have you considered adding Weep O Mine Open lesions to your repertoire? I find those augmented fourths in the chorus delightfully haunting. Ooh, I don't know that one. I'll have to check it out. Thanks. No one is singing about open lesions in my dining establishment. Thank you very much. What are you looking for anyway? Is this an official inspection? This is Sovereign Zibinon territory, you know. We've got rights. Don't make me get out the scroll. Please, relax, Mr. Frankel, as much as you're capable of doing so. I am merely engaged in a matter of scientific curiosity. It is highly unlikely that the object of my search has anything to do with the numerous activities of dubious or flagrant illegality taking place in this establishment. And now, my pursuit must continue elsewhere. Good afternoon, gentle beings. Hey, Sopan. Yeah, boss? How much of our special stock would you say is of dubious or fragrant illegality? By ICSB or League of Humans rules? Either. Both. Uh, About 23 cases. Right. We're dumping it. Open the backup fridge! contraband you got back there? And am I an accessory? It's not contraband. We're in Zibidon territory, and I'm probably going to kick myself later for doing this, but that supercilious demon cloud has got me worried. For all I know, they're cooking up some kind of unauthorized beverage exemption to diplomatic immunity, so what we're going to do is keep one bottle of each just in case and herf the rest of it right down the drain. It doesn't move anyway. Soap on, start popping corks. And hey, Bubbles! Yeah, boss? Sorry, but I'm gonna have to open you up and flush out a couple of your tubes. The special ones we don't talk about. I don't want one drop of that stuff in here where someone or something can make trouble over it. Who's gonna be rummaging around in my nether regions to find out? Are you crazy, Chip? Crazy? Crazy like a phase wolf, Bubbles. Okay. Open up. Get that right there. Almost there. Hey, Dee, what's the stumble? Has Chip flipped or have I? 
Oh, the quiet's giving him some kind of barkeep's brain fever. He's seeing inspectors and code humpers and security goons coming for him around every corner, and he's gone all nerve simple. Frog just said one thing to wind him up, and now he's going totally unwound. Oh, yeah. Huh? What did Boss Frog say in even letters? Nothing, really. They just said they were looking for something on the station and that it had nothing to do with anything illegal around here. Hence the overreaction. For all knows, Chip won't believe a word they say. Right, right. Searching for something not illegal. That sounds very definitely plausible. Okay, so... I got a F.O. for a piece, dig? Gotta see a man about a tick-balang. Oh, I am not liking the sound of that. Hey, Chip, I'm gonna vague for a bit. Back in 20. Whatever, D. Just have something less dirgy and more urgy next set. Chip, I can flush my own tube. Would you get your meat mitts out of my access panel? Oh, this is so embarrassing. You tell him, sister. Uh, what about this yes, Chip? I'm not quite sure it counts as a liquid. I don't care. Is it sentient? Uh, probably not. Then down the drain it goes. Perfect. Annoying dead than you were alive! to run into you in this deserted side corridor. What a pleasant surprise. It seems that you are having some difficulty with the shoving of a large, leafy object down the disposal chute. May uh, Althar assist? Oh, no, Althar, no. I, I think I have this, this uh, under control here. Just some discarded parts of an Earth cousin I want to get out of the way. <laughs> it's up to us plants to look after our own, you know. Oh, the deepest of condolences from Alpha to you, Mrs. Perron, without some deceasing of your distant relation. Oh, you're very kind, Alpha, but don't worry. It was this one's time to go, I can assure you. 
All that's left for me to do is completely eradicate any sign of his existence. As part of the mourning process. <laughs> it's important to us plants, you know, to to be able to move on as quickly as possible. I must apologize for his ignorance, as modern culture is not one of his specializing. Alpha must remedy this as soon as he is capable. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. That's quite all right, dear. I don't expect you to study up on my people. You have enough in your pot already trying to understand these silly humans. And there are only 28 hours in a day. You, you can't be an expert on everything, can you? Alpha can try. No, no, I won't hear of it. You'll run yourself wilted if you keep up this pace. Now, I want you to promise you won't start another one of your little study projects on the Fukunari. All right? I hate for you to exhaust yourself. Then Alpha is promising. But Alpha does not wish to commit an accidental rudeness. Mrs. Frontradax must inform Alpha if he is to take an action that is likely to cause offense. Uh, of course I will, dearie. But you shouldn't work so hard, you know. You cause me no end of worry sometimes. And what's this you've got here? A whole hover sledge full of boxes? Have the humans got you making deliveries now? Oh no, Mrs. Frondradex! This is a special project of Alphar! Alphar has purchased these space hats with air for human safety and is now placing them without wall attachment in locations where they may be needed in case of disaster! Which is happening often on the fairground, so Alphar has hoped that his efforts will be of use quite soon! Although it would be better if these space hats were not needed, it is an ambivalent hope. Oh, Althar, really, I'll, I'll never understand why you go to such much trouble over these humans. If they're so careless as to lose track of where their breathing medium has got to, well, it's their own mulching fault. They've got to stand on their own two roots sometimes, and mollycoddling a younger species, there's no way to make them behave themselves. But the humans are behaving themselves already! Alpha has documented a large quantity of behavings in his human culture database. Alpha finds the human behaving to be of endless fascination. I know you do, dear. It's a pity they don't feel the same way about your people, isn't it? That must be awfully disappointing for you. Poor thing. It's is it truth that Alpha has sometimes frustration with the obstacles to his understanding. But Alpha knew that this task would not be easy when he was choosing it. And more knowledge is being gained every cycle by Alpha. Today he has learned that the human business that calls itself honest is in fact the opposite. He is most excited to learn the origins of this curious custom. Of course you are. Bless your vascular bundles. Oh, get in there, you wretched thing! Mrs. Fulvinax... Alpha is having a suggestion related to your funerary practice, but it is one that would provoke indignation among many sentients. Would you still wish to hear it? Funerary? Oh, oh, yes, right. Oh, suggest away, sweetheart. I'll take any help I can get. It seems certain that your departed one is of a size that can 
not be accommodated by the standard garbage chute. You can say that again. No, thank you. Alvar is practicing his brevity. But there is another method of disposal nearby, although Alvar is not certain it is appropriate for your ceremonies. Is Mrs. Frontenac familiar with the special toileting facilities provided for those species such as the Plisiad, whose defecations are of unusually large volume? Uh, well, no, not personally, no. We Fugulari excrete in a much less vulgar fashion. Oh, 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 but I see where you're going with this. Oh, yes, that would do nicely. Are there any nearby, do you know? There is such a facility just past the next corridor junction. Oh, Alvar is very pleased that his suggestion has not caused offense. Not at all, dear boy. You've been a tremendous help. I'll take this dumb, dumb, demonstrably tragic loss over there this very instant. <laughs> Distribution. He hopes your morning process is resolved with all appropriate swiftness. Oh, yes, yes. Humans, humans, humans. That boy certainly has a laser focus, doesn't he? If only he could be put to better use. Oh well, no point sending a taproot into solid rock. And I suppose he's not totally fruitless. That idea about the oversized lavatory was quite clever, really. Ah, uh -uh. and here it is. Now let's get down that pipe, Mr. Incriminating Evidence. Ugh, thing, why do you have to have so many branches? No one likes a show off. Ugh. Oh, flush, damn your petioles. And maybe if I can turn something in there on top. What's in here that Oh, another one of Alfar's little portable atmosphere devices. Perfect. If I can just... Oh, oh there! Finally! Better flush a couple more of these helmet things for good measure. I don't want him popping back up unexpectedly, do I? So, if I cut over to MEM, I can get the elevator to lower 38, and then auxiliary life support control number 4 is just off the... Oh, hey! There's that place HF was talking about. Might as well make a quick stop. Hello, potential human customer, and welcome to XZ Drakir and Offspring. XZ's not in right now, I'm the Offspring. What can I help you find today? Yes, hi. I need some anti-grav units. I actually don't know how many. Maybe one or maybe four? I've never tried floating furniture before. Furniture? Sure thing! Easy! We got your anti-grav units in all popular sizes and power levels, suitable for floating any and all household appointments. So, what is it you're needing to float? About how big? Something... bed-sized? I see. And how heavy? Uh... bed weight. Just the bed? 
with two humans on it. I understand, Gassine. Don't worry. We're very experienced with human cultural needs. We, of course, sell household appliances of all kinds to all species. Don't get me wrong. But when a human walks through the door, well, <laughs> don't worry. We've seen it all here at XZ, Drakia, and Offspring. If you're interested in picking up any accessories today, by the way, we carry a wide range of rope cord and elastic strapping. No, no, it's not uh, just the anti-gravitants, please. Fair enough. Now, I must tell you that it is in no way necessary to float the bed in order to put the two humans into a gravity-free state. Attaching the units to the top of the bed is a much more economical option. No, I, I want to float the bed. Just the bed. I want to be able to lie on the bed normally. I just need it to not touch the floor. Or any other surfaces. Can I do that? Okay, that's a new one on me. I don't see the appeal, but hey, Shakuna Songut, we don't judge. I'm not... Not everything that humans do has to be a sex thing. I, I mean, it is kind of a sex thing, but only, like, tangentially. I just need the bed to not cause any vibrations on the floor. At all. Okay? Fine by me. Like I said, I don't judge. I'm not even capable of it. So, standard bed, or platform, food on, cot, bunk, march pod. What are we working with here? Just a bed. Queen size, four legs, standard uh, earth style. Oh, hey! Queen size? Well now, if you're a sapient who can afford that kind of comfort, why don't we head straight on over to the Hovermaster 2000? Now these babies- Hang on. Are you just trying to upsell me to the most expensive units you've got? Yes. Uh, well, don't. I can't afford anything pricey. My apartment may be fancy, but my paycheck definitely isn't. My roommate's the one with the money. Oh, I see. You've got yourself a sugar parent. Well, I'm sure if you ask them nicely- Fuck! No! No! So much no! He's my roommate. He, he has absolutely nothing to do with my sex life. Or, well, he won't, once I get some anti-gravinates for my bed. Just show me the cheapest option that's not totally unreliable, alright? Ah, okay. Well then, what I've got for you here are four shirt float economy juniors. Now, some less reputable dealers would tell you that for a situation like yours, the juniors aren't up to that kind of mass. You gotta get the shirt float elders. But take my word for it. These are cheap, reliable units that can easily handle a simple tier 4 inanimate float. Is that what I want? That is apparently what you want for some reason. If they're anti-grav and keep the bed off the floor, then that's all I need. Before we go on, in the interest of pure honesty, I feel compelled to mention that they aren't really anti-grav units per se. They're just dampening fields that counteract the local artificial gravity in the immediate area. Now, if you were to spring for the Hover Masters, those babies are fully bimodal, can function in all artificial gravitational environment, and in natural gravity wells of up to 2.7 hypertons. Really worth the investment. They last forever. 
I am, of course, using the term forever in its metaphorical sense. The average lifetime of the Hovermaster is 37.1 Earth years, assuming typical use. That's great, but my needs are very specific to my current living situation. The sure float should do fine. So, do I just put one unit on each leg? Is there a way to make sure it stays level? If one of them conks out, I don't want to roll off the bed in the middle of the night. Oh, uh, sure. You can add a fail-safe linkage component. That'll distribute the load. So if one of them powers off, it'll at least give you a nice, easy ride back down to the floor. So, let's see. Normally the juniors would run you 60 credits per unit, plus another 45 for the linkage. But I can knock it down to 275 credits for the whole schmear as a means of building customer loyalty. 275 credits? That's insane! Here at Exedrakia and Offspring, I can assure you that our prices are entirely not insane. In any case, if you can't afford that, I don't know how you're going to pay for the power to run these things. They drain the station grid worse than a hyperwave crockpot. Oh, my roommate pays the utility bills. That's not a problem. Phew! Man, I'm in the wrong line of work! It's not work. I mean, it's not anything. I have a very generous roommate who is a good friend and that's all he is. And please stop making me think about this. Okay, okay, it's no cutting off my nasal plate. Seriously though, 275 credits? For that much, I might as well just get a room at Discreet Flomeboard's short-term Spotel for further sexual encounters every time I want to... Oh, I guess that's a Mixolydian business too, huh? Sure is. Flom's my cousin. He provides a valuable service to the community. So, as a Mixolydian, 275 is really the absolute best price you can give me? And I'm not going to find a better deal somewhere else. Hey, I'm not trying to cheat you, buddy. I literally genetically can't. You won't find a lower price anywhere on station. Okay, well... I guess I'll just go back to work and spend the rest of the cycle trying to decide whether my privacy is worth living on freeze-dried seaweed planks for the next six months. I don't envy you, prospective customer. Well, I mean, I'm exaggerating a little. It wouldn't be all seaweed. My roommate loves to cook me these really elaborate breakfasts. Your roommate? Who is in no way your sexual partner? Right. Is he single? I don't really know if that concept applies. He's notorian. Oh, okay. Why didn't you say so? Well, anyway, best of luck with your financial situation. We don't see a lot of sales on the shirt floats, so I'm certain we'll still have some in stock should you decide to return. Yeah, I'll think about it. All right, then. Have a pleasant cycle. Although, in truth, your emotional state is of little concern to me. Okay, I should let Stella know I'll be off work at... Hey Johnny, what's up? Didn't I, like, just leave your apartment not half an hour ago? Or has extreme boredom started to compress time somehow? Whoa, sorry. I thought I would go straight to voicemail. You don't usually pick up when you're working. Yeah, well, like we were saying this morning, crazy slow. 
The vibe and sanitation control was getting seriously squirrely, and that's not good, so I pulled everyone off the monitors, switched all the consoles over to auto-scan mode, and sent the whole crew out on patrol. Anything to... Uh, just a second. Mem 38, please? Now leaving Mem. Okay, you were okay. saying? Oh yeah, I just gave the squad some make work, except for the new guys. New guys? Yeah, they sent us five new guys to replace the 50 we lost at Christmas. I'd complain, but hey, at least I can supervise their training personally, and they need it. These folks are as green as a freshly sprouted Ionian bamboo grove. They've never even seen a vent biter, so I let Engineer Russet take them up to Poppy's to have a gander. Oh, they still have that one living in their kitchen? Sparky, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't trust one of those little monstrosities to stay domesticated, but no one at Poppy's has been devoured yet, so what the frid? It makes for a good practical demonstration, anyway, and the thing seems to stay happy as long as they keep feeding it eels and sweet meats. How about you? Well, I was trying to do some shopping, but it turns out... Uh, you know what? Skip it. Right now, I'm off to a nothing of a wire short in auxiliary life support control number four. Life support is nothing? Life support isn't. This wire is. You always say it's nothing, but aren't there like five regular fixes you guys have to do that would literally destroy the entire station if they didn't happen? Mm, five or six, depending on how you count them, yeah. I mean, one thing you can say for the vent biters, at least you know when they're trying to kill you. Until you started telling me about your job, I had no idea that just spending a day on the fairgrounds qualifies as an act of death defiance. Hardly anyone here knows just how slipshod this whole place really is. Right. And the fairgrounds just keeps finding new ways to almost kill us. And, you know, now that I've said that, everything's been so quiet lately. Yeah, I'm taking no chances on this job. That wire really is nothing, but the thing about the life support control rooms is that, of course, they've got at least one branch of every essential system on the station routed through them. I think I'm going to be extra careful on this one and shut down all the connections to number four while I'm working on it. You're going to shut down life support? Just one of the auxiliary monitoring rooms. It's called auxiliary for a reason. It only gets used maybe once or twice a year, but if something were to go spectacularly wrong in there, it's just possible that it could cascade into the rest of the system. And that really could shut down life support. Yeah, check it. I'm just going to shut off every connection in a 10 meter radius before I get to work. Okay, that sounds a little extreme. I just want to be careful right now. And it's not like I'm in a hurry. Things have been way too quiet. We're just about due for a simple job to turn into a major disaster for no logical reason. I hear you, but it seems like shutting off a 20 meter chunk of a system connections could also do that. Nah. If the shutdown causes any problems, it'll set off an alarm on the bridge, and they'll just switch over to redundant systems. What if they're busy? Normally I would definitely worry about that, but I was just up there. They're super bored. If I do set off an alarm, the commander will probably give me a medal or something. Okay, Stops, what could you possibly be doing all the way down here in Samek? We said no more scheming. You promised. When I find out what you're... Wait, where did he go? Oh, frill me. There's like 12 different corridor junctions here. Okay, don't flip yet. There's got to be some way I can figure out. Here's where we can see them, Cassine. That's all 12. You know the drill. <sighs> I guess security isn't totally useless. Oh, come on. Don't you drifters have anything better to do than hassle me? We literally do not, Cassine. There's been like... Nothing happening around here for days. Weeks! Right! 
We haven't had a single violation in forever, not as much as an illegally parked hoverboard. And we've got quotas to meet, okay? So let's see what's in that assortment of elaborately embroidered satchels and no funny business. Listen, Clutcher, on the stratum, I'm not even holding right now. And even if I was, we all charm this number. You haul me in, squawk at me a little, I flash my diplomatic immunity. The commander squawks at you a lot, then you mulch me out of the cells, and I go back to my own little slice of the vanity of Kendaf Ah, otherwise tagged the Electric Egg. Aw, oh, come on, be a pal. Fairground security could really use your support, Cassin. Right, it's a public service if you really think about it. No. Stops is occupado, Zoods. No time for side trips of the literal or chemical variety. Now slough off. Thrabbit, let's head over to the Zen Garden on Pay 12. I got an idea. Yeah? We can cite the boulders for loitering. But, like, they're not plinthoids, are they? They're just earth rocks. Let them prove it. Yeah, okay. And you, just watch your... Watch all your things. We've got our eye on you. Oh, Stops is peeping so many things. Squeaking of which, let's have us a little rummage. Mr. Sun, turn it around, Miss Delilah Mallory. Arthur's approaching. Shh, shh. Oh, is the air of Miss Mallory escaping? Arthur has prepared for this. He has many, many space hands with air. It is only to reach behind you. No, shh. I'm shushing you. Be quiet, please. What is occurring? Is there danger? Are you certain these space hands are not required? Arthur wishes to provide as much safety as he is capable. No, I'm fine. It's fine. I just need to... And he's gone already. Great. Never mind, Althar. I was just trying to be inconspicuous. It doesn't matter now. Ah, Althar has much experience in attempting to remain unseen. Although his success has been somewhat variable. Has Miss Mallory attempted concealment behind the big launch hunter too? Althar has found this to be most effective. I'll keep that in mind. Listen, I've got to go, okay? Greeting, Lieutenant Frollenbarar! Good afternoon. Have either of you by any chance seen an unusual wave packet moving through here? About three nanometers, give or take. Uh, I don't think so, sorry. Althar must unhappily admit that his visual receptors cannot perceive this wavelength. Nor can those of humans, if he is correct in his remembering. Of course. Well, I just thought I'd ask. Toodles. Okay. Anyway, I've got to hurry if I'm going to figure out- By the way, Dee, Scene Stops is currently heading down the Deosil Corridor on his way to Mem 38. You should be able to catch up with him easily via the express elevator, which is actually running perfectly for once. Thanks? If you are certain you have all the air you are requiring, then Arthur will continue with his distribution of his space hats. Okay, before I go, I have to know. What is the deal with the space hats? Ah, Arthur has been having concern for his human friends after the deploying and subsequent implosion of the pods of escape. So, Arthur has purchased the space huts with air. 
emergency. Aw, that's really thoughtful of you, Althar. Thanks for looking out for us. It is of no trouble to Althar. And now, Althar will be proceeding down the Hubward Corridor so that there will be no accidental viewings and subsequent expulsion of digestive fluids. A pleasant cycle to you. Thanks, you too. All right, Mem 38, huh? This just keeps getting weirder. Stops, what are you up to this time? Ooh. Well, this is exactly what I should have expected. A room full of ramshackle, outdated technology kept immaculate and sparkling by the cleaning bots. Which is also, for some reason, being used to store several large metal barrels of... Liquid putrescine lubricant. Yikes. Okay, well, I definitely don't need to be anywhere near that. And over here we have the maintenance console. And a whole bunch of space hats with air that I'm assuming Althar decided to leave here just in case anyone happens to be using the place when we have an emergency. He's thorough, I've gotta give him that. Let's just check in on the console first. Right, so... The wire I'm looking for is in the sublevel right under that hatch. And before I head down there, I'm just going to do a temporary shutdown of everything coming in and out of here so that nothing I do can possibly backfire horribly. For once. Great. Now for that short. Let's just clench that no one's been gripping my goobers down here. Whoa, that's new. Who put in this fetching display of space hats, man? Nurse, you'd have to be a human to get your bean into one of these. Uh, hey! Whoa! I, I, I swear it's not mine. I, I was just doing a hat inspection. What? Okay, listen, Stops. I have been following you all over this damn station, watching you go in and out of storage rooms and hatchways and cubbies. And I give up. You're not doing a hat inspection because that's not a thing. And even if it were, there's no way anyone would trust you to do it. Lich, D. I could be a hat inspector if I wanted. The potentate of the Phyrexian Isles knows his way around a haberdashery. Stop it. Just tell me what the frid you've been doing all day. You're hiding something, and it's something big, and I want to know what it is before it comes back to bite us both on the... whatever your people use for an ass. Nah, it's not so much big as it is a lot. Just candling on my barrels over here. What the... Stops, no! Don't open that! It's putrescine! That stuff smells like the men's room in an Arcturian Dubwaltz dive! Fubidi, that's just camouflage so no one will check with it. But that... Mm, that's the good smell. What is... Whoa! That is... That is seriously? Oh yeah, that is seriously. That is not only seriously, but also passionately, vigorously, and zealously 300 gallons of pure, uncut peanut oil. The real stuff. 
This is just about your habit? It's just about the nut? What else? Stops. You've spent the whole day skulking all over the station like a cryptidian smoke weasel. I thought you were trying to hide something really serious. Not the fairgrounds' most ineffectually concealed drug habit. What gives? Man, I don't know. It's a little bit of force of habit, plus all the, you know, sinister lack of snag we've had going on. And the kids started getting yonked about this whole surprise inspection slot, and it's pretty easy to get me yonked when I'm coming down. Which reminds me... Oh, yeah. That's all I can take of that. Even for a major goomhead like me, you've got to keep it inertial. No more than a few drops of the straight stuff. Oh, hey, you want some Palomino? Nah, unless I'm making Thai food, I like it in a more spreadable form. Hey, what was that helmet thing you herfed over there? I don't know. Some human schnest they keep in here. Who cares? Uh, oh, wait. That must be one of those space helmets Althar's been leaving around the place. That's so thoughtful of him. I guess he got worried that with all the escape pods destroyed, we humans didn't have enough safety equipment. Although those escape pods were pretty much the opposite of safety equipment. Yeah. Precariousness? Equipment? Sure. Well, the helmet looks okay, but I think it might have hit something on this console. Turn something on? Or maybe off? I hope we didn't break something important. Nah, if it was important, there'd be like a big no-jacking klaxon going off. There's a big no-jacking klaxon going off around here every time some zoot stubs their toe. <laughs> right. Well, there's no klaxon. Just this little flashy light. That's bouge, though, yeah? Cautious. Back to the egg, my salamander. Hello? Anyone up there? Is that you, Althar? Listen, I don't think you need that many space hats in here, okay? It's not what you'd call a heavily trafficked area. Althar? Huh. I really thought I heard someone up here. Ow, my toe! Ugh, I just had to talk him out of hanging his space hat securely on the wall, didn't I? Good job, John. Okay, so I just need to reverse the shutdown and then I'll be... Huh. I thought I shut everything off. Why is there a flashy light? Sewage flow modulator. Hmm. Well, I didn't touch the sewage system, so it should be fine. Okay, I just need to turn all the local nodes back on, and... Done! Time to go sit around in the office until my shift is up. Oh, yeah, I forgot to actually make dinner plans with Stella. I don't know why, but I'm suddenly feeling like Chinese tonight. I could seriously snarf down a huge plate of cold sesame noodles right now. Oh, all right. Epsilon level systems diagnostic has been run, checked, and double checked. 
And may Jones have mercy on my miserable soul if I ever again have enough time on my hands to make that an appealing option. Ah, perfect timing, Lieutenant. Was your little errand as hideously boring as mine was? The human concept of boredom has little meaning to me, Commander. However, I can say that there was less of interest to be found in my most recent study than in almost any other situation I have encountered in any time or space in which I have existed, am currently existing, or will exist. And I've spent millennia in dimensions with no extent matter whatsoever, so that's saying something. Well, it certainly says something about the fairgrounds, though I'm not certain it's anything new. All right then, Stalinbot. Status update, please. Did any messages or alerts come in while I was sandpapering my brain in there? Hmm? How should I know? Because? That was the job I gave you before I started? Yes! Stalinbot was in charge of no distraction. Yes! Thank you! I wasn't distracted. Now, what exactly wasn't distracting me? There should at least be some pending alerts that I set off myself during the systems check. Well, certainly that must be so, but they will not come in until I turn alarm systems back on. Which alarm systems are off right now? All of them, Commander. What? What? You you are asking for no distractions. How am I to know what is distraction to inefficient meat brains such as yours? I turn off all alarms so there is no confusion. All right. So, do you think you could turn the alarms back on now, right now, please? What, what, what is the rush? Nothing has been happening forever. Why should it start now? Ah. Oh, Jones, damn it! Frawl, sit rep! Commander, it appears that some malfunction has caused a wide-ranging blockage in the station's primary sewage system. The fungal monitors have overloaded and shut down, and the backup overflow protocols failed to initiate so that the sewage is leaving the pipes in numerous unintended and inconvenient locations. Of course! Oh, of course. I let myself get suckered into thinking I have an actual grip on things for a moment here, and the literal bowels of this place just decide to remind me the only boss around here is the gaping maw of chaos. It's good to see you happy again, Mindy. Happy? Happy? This isn't happy, Frawl. This is the perverse relief of pessimism vindicated. Nothing around here makes sense unless something is going ludicrously awry. Are the leaks centered anywhere in particular? First, I must regretfully inform you that referring to these emissions as leaks is severely understating the pressure behind them. I further regret to note that while the epicenter of the blockage itself appears to be somewhere in the vicinity of Gimel 8, the subsequent increased stress is being exerted on the entirety of the sewage system, and as a result, these incidents are occurring at a wide range of locations. Literally everywhere on the fairgrounds is vulnerable. As you can see. Get the robots, sanitation, anyone qualified to deal with this down here on the double. Anyone, even those chumps with WSS. Ah! 
is more like it. Of course. You can't be happy without hearing the sound of broken glassware at least once an hour with a regular supply of thrown fists or similar appendages on the side. I know I got my own inclines, Chip, but you are some serious kind of uptightness junkie. Chip, don't tell me you actually like this place to be constantly teetering on the brink of anarchy. Of course I do. That's when you know you're alive. And you enjoy having your clientele covered in the lingering odor of sewage that's probably going to take a week to wash off? That, I could do without. But hey, if there's one thing we know at the Egg, it's how to make the best of a bad situation. So why don't you relax with one of Bubbles' special sewage pipe bomb cocktails? Best way to take the edge off, you look beat. Aww. Hey, what do you want, John? I got paper mill discharge, Aww. sparkling autumn Gowanus fizz, nope. effluvial julep, And sex on the beach. Yeah, wait, sex on the beach? What's that got to do with sewage? Well, in this version, the beach is next to a stockyard, so I throw in some raspberry U-bet and garnish with these cute little bone-shaped swizzle sticks I picked up over Arcturus Way, plus the tiniest spritz of putrescine to get that genuine abattoir aroma. Uh. Hey, B, don't be so namby-pamby. That one may not be so great for the human sensorium, but the rest of them taste fine. It's just the name that's gross. Have a loose, leaky mudslide. It's a real treat. Yeah. Oh, poor Johnny. I'm pretty sure that color can't be healthy for you. Unless you're about to come to your senses and start photosynthesizing. <laughs> you should probably go home and have a bit of rest. Seriously, B, that was a hell of a cycle. Didn't expect to be pulled out of bed by any kind of emergency, let alone raging storms of organic waste shooting out from random pipes all over the place. But at least we got it under control. Friend John and Mr. Fornix are indeed clever and efficient at handling the disasters. It is fortunate they were able to assist with this one. And it was of great interest to Althar to experience firsthand the human phenomenon commonly known as a shitstorm. That's not usually a literal expression, Althar. Like, at all. I'm not sure there's ever been one of those before, and I certainly hope I'll never see one again. Oh, then Althar's doubly fortunate to have experienced such a unique phenomenon with his human friends. You okay back there behind the big blorch hunter too, Althar? Can I get you anything else? 
as well seen so fun. Alvar is still nursing his first toxic bitch that no one is having the sex on. His current level of blood alcohol is sufficient for the pleasant buzz. Commander! Lieutenant. So, a Gibson commander? Oh yeah, that was one of the... Well, I guess by fairground standards, that wasn't very much of a disaster. It's just been a while. I was getting a bit rusty at being productively furious. Here you go, Commander. So where were you, Frawl, in all your omnipotent nebulosity? Why, Mr. Frankel, I would think you'd be pleased to know I am not actually everywhere at once, unless I put my mind to it. At any rate, I was unfortunately distracted during the time leading up to this debacle by a stray EM pulse, the source of which turned out to be as inconsequential as is physically possible, and thus I failed to note the very unlikely cascade of coincidences that set this latest mishap in motion. First, a literal-minded bridge robot turned off all the alarms that would have informed command of the various problems that were about to occur before they converged into a disaster. Then, an unusual combination of elements happened to enter the sewage system within the same one-hour time frame. An unusually large quantity and variety of exotic and possibly contraband alien intoxicants was discharged into the wastewater system from somewhere here in Lamed Sector, while a sizable piece of plant matter, presumably from hydroponics, was somehow introduced into the septic system nearby. The interaction of these elements caused a sudden and violent fungal bloom to occur, producing an intractable and rapidly expanding blockage of the local sewage pipes. Normally, this would cause the fungal monitoring system to activate its enzyme dispersal nozzles, breaking up the bloom and then flushing it out of one of the sluice gates, but unfortunately the gate mechanisms were completely blocked by a number of space helmets that had also made their way into the sewage pipes. At this point, the redundant systems should have kicked in to redirect the now partially decomposed fungal matter to other sluice gates as needed. This process began correctly, but some manner of malfunction in auxiliary life support control number four had shut down all systems traversing that node, with the exception of the sewage flow modulator, which meant that the fungal blockage, rather than being directed to the relevant sluice gates, was instead accelerated and propagated to every pipe in the sewage system. And well, you're all familiar with the result which I'm sure will still be smelling off and on for the next year. It was truly an amazing combination of random, seemingly innocuous actions that would have passed without incident had they not occurred in close proximity to one another. A fascinating consonance I suppose we'll never find a reason for it. Never? Oh, I mean, there's yeah, no reason. Well, that's a mystery. That'll never be solved. Little things probably remain a mystery. Well, that's just the fairgrounds for you. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Fairgrounds are the best. Just the fairgrounds. So, 
John, weren't you going home to rest? Uh, no, I told Stella I'd meet up with her once her shift is done, which could be anytime soon, but probably won't be. Sanitation's still doing mop-up. I think it's so sweet you have a new special person in your life, Johnny. Of course, you've got plenty of friends here, but that's not really enough for human, is it? No offense, Althar. No offense is taken, Mrs. Ferrandrux. Althar is very pleased for friend John and Supervisor Reese. And now Althar is reminded, friend John, did you today find success in purchasing the anti-grav units for the bed in order to overcome the bedroom difficulties? Difficulties? Okay, look. It's not what it sounds like, I swear. And even if it was, it wouldn't be anyone's business, okay? John, I don't want to overstep here, but you know, if you're having some trouble and need a, I don't know, female perspective, mm -hmm. you can always ask. What are friends for? You tell them, sister. Yo. No one has to tell anyone anything. I don't need any perspectives. Just having problems with the bed. Problems in bed are always rough. I'm not, I feel for you, kid. I'm not having problems in bed, just with it. And I don't need any advice. Why do you all just leap to the conclusion that it has to be something embarrassing? If it isn't something embarrassing, then why don't you just tell us about it? Okay. It's a little embarrassing, but I promise you, whatever you think it is, it's... It's way weirder than that, but less embarrassing. So, can we just leave it there? <laughs> Eventually, man, but not for another round or two. What is so strange about me buying a few simple anti-grab units? For your... Bedroom difficulties. <laughs> Good one, Commander. Anti-gravity has a wide variety of everyday household uses. <laughs> I know they're not, Quants! I know! What the... Oh, oh god damn it! Oh, Who the hell let Large Mike the Flizzy on use the bathroom? Sorry... Mike... Well. Yep. Thanks for dinner. I love shorty tangs, but the prices are a bit steep for me normally. You needed it. We both got hit pretty hard by this one, huh? Yeah, the robot union got really creative with their definition of drinks machines. Of course we have a species on the fairgrounds that finds sewage potable. Normally I'd try to argue the point, but I wasn't in a very good negotiating position, given that I was the only one there with a sense of smell. Oh, believe me, I know. I spent way too much time breathing through my mouth while debating the exact dividing line between the respective duties of human and robot sanitation engineers. So exhausted. Too exhausted? Too exhausted for what? Oh. I mean... Well... Sometimes it can actually be really good when you think you're completely tapped out. Yeah. Yeah, just... Uh, let's kind of keep it low impact right now, okay? I don't think we have much choice. No, not just because we're wiped. Uh, sorry, I should tell you before... There's kind of an issue with Althar. 
And you're mentioning this now of all times, why? Okay, so the thing is... French John, Arthur has sensed his name being spoken. All French John and Supervisor Ray is in need of some manner of assistance. Oh, you could hear us with the door closed? We didn't leave the intercom on, did we? I'm so sorry. Oh no, Supervisor Reyes, the auditory organ of Althar has no involvement. It is rather- It's okay, Althar. I'll explain it to Stella. Please just go back to bed. Very well. Althar wishes you both happy sexings. John? Okay, so it turns out that uh, he's got these super-sensitive hair things on his flixiters that can sense vibrations, which is different from hearing somehow. I didn't really get that part, but yeah. Oh, Jones lick a butthole. Well, we can't be doing this in the sanitation bunkhouse, I'll tell you that much for free. Don't worry, I already figured out how to fix it. The problem is vibrations moving through the floor, so I was thinking if we got some anti-grav units for the bed, as long as it's not touching the floor, I think he won't be able to sense anything. I was going to pick some up today, but, well, they're kind of pricey. And then the fairgrounds turned into a giant shit explosion, and I didn't have time to go back for them anyway. But I swear, I'll buy them as soon as I can. And you think that'll stop Althar listening in? Althar believes the anti-gravity units will be most effective, Supervisor Reyes. Although, in the interest of accurateness, Althar must point out that these are not true devices for the removal of gravity, but rather miniature fields that prevent the artificial gravity in the immediate area from being exerted. I know, Althar. Thank you. Thanks, Althar. Good night. A very good night to you from Althar. I'll go in halvesies with you if you pick them up first thing tomorrow. Done. Get the light. You've been listening to Life with Althar, episode 14. This episode was written by Ian W. Hill and Barrett Johnson for Gemini Collision Works and starred Barrett Johnson as Althar, John Amir as John B., Ivana Cullinan as Commander Toriana, Alyssa Simon as Lieutenant Commander Frawl, Eli Ganeas as HF, Amanda Lapergola as Mrs. Frondrenax, Chris Lee as Chip Frinkle, Zuri Washington as Dean, and Derek Peterson as Stops, and also featured Ian W. Hill, Anna Stefanik, Linus Gelber, Holly Pocket McCaffrey, Lex Friedman, Clara Francesca, Philip Cruz, David Arthur Backrack, Fred Backus, and Jessica Stoya. Life with Althar was created by Barrett Johnson and Ian W. Hill. Barrett is the supervising producer, showrunner, and script supervisor. Ian is the audio producer, sound designer, and technical supervisor. The writer's room consists of Barrett, Ian, John, Amanda, Chris, Phil, Lex, and Linus. Theme and interstitial music composed and performed by Anna Stefanik. Life with Althar logo and illustration by Dean Haspiel. Library music and sound effects licensed from Storyblocks. The entire production is copyright 2020 Gemini Collision Works. We'll be back in two weeks with another tale from the fairgrounds. But right now, it looks like someone else is poking around auxiliary life support control number four. Gate coast is clear, man. Get the hover sledge. Yeah, security on the arts controls is a joke, isn't it? Security on the fairgrounds is a joke in any case, Sally. 
No one bothers to cycle the passcodes. And once we've lifted something, no one cares enough to come looking for it. Let's see what's loose in here that we can snag. Oh, more of those fancy space helmets that Eltorian's been leaving all over. Oh, we already got dozens of them, though. Hey, grab them all. Easy to load those on Honest Zwiznarp. Zwiznarp takes stolen goods? Isn't he a Mixolydian? Hey, I don't tell him where the stuff comes from. And the great thing about Mixolydians is they never think to ask. Oop, there's one more over here on the floor. Hey! Hey, Zanrak. Take a look. Holy... This can't be what it says, can it? Liquid putrescine lubricant. Oh, by Ramathon, we've hit the frillin' jackpot, Selen! This stuff is worth five times as much on the black market as... as... as uncut peanut oil, Zan. And a lot safer to move. With peanut oil, it wouldn't be just theft. You're taking an interspecies intoxicants wrap on top. Why the frid would the human shove all these barrels all the way down here? Well, I heard to humans this stuff smells like corpses, so... Humans. What a bunch of nulls. They're scared of freaking Iltorians for Thonorab's sake. All right, get the sure floats, and let's hover these babies on out of here. May we get these barrels to the Syndicate? That's it. We're gonna be set. Like, forever. We're finally out, man. We can get our own ship, get off this dump, and go back to Altair in style. And about time.